BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Now, with a look at local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kyle Rickey. And Kyle, if you guys can hear it in the background, is actually at a racetrack right now, finds himself at New Smyrna in the midst of Speed Weeks. And Kyle, it has been a busy week for short track racing as it all kicks off down at New Smyrna. And you're in the midst of it right now. Yeah, uh, the World Series of Asphalt Racing happening here at New Smyrna Speedway. It is an annual affair. It has been for decades here to kick off uh, the, uh, I guess, the unofficial short track season kickoff, at least here on the East Coast. A bunch of divisions uh, approaching nine different divisions of racing over the course of nine nights, plus a, a tenth night. That was a practice night to open things up last Friday. The ARCA East Series was here in action on Monday night. The tour-type modifieds are here all week, Monday through Friday. Throw the pro-late models in, the super-late models as semi-regulars, the Florida modifieds. Um, they're on the track behind me now, practicing for uh, a yet another night of competition here under blue skies and uh, 75 degrees. How's the weather in Charlotte? It is not good, so thank you for rubbing that in. I've been getting text messages from all the other MRN crew down there with their lovely sunburn pictures and blue skies, and it is dreary and gross here in Concord, North Carolina. But uh, we're joking prior to the show about practices going on behind you. These guys have got to have had enough practice. I mean, good, like, come on, guys. Let's put it on hold while we record our show. I mean, you think the, the pro late models and the super late models, who, who are the cars that you'll hear on track behind me over the course of the next 30 minutes, they've been here since last Friday. And Friday, or I guess, let's see, Thursday was just a practice day. So they had, I don't know, six hours or so of practice, which you think for most teams would have been enough. And I get things change over the course of the week. Um, but they, they raced Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. The pros and the supers were off on Monday because the, the ARCA East cars were here and the modifieds, they were kind of in the spotlight. They've since been back a couple of nights since, this being their second night back since the weekend. And they're still practicing, and uh, you know, they, I think there's, there's six features or seven features total for those two divisions. Between the features and all the practice, you would think by now they would have had enough, but that's not the case. However, pro late model racing and super late model racing is expensive. That it is, and that is a lot of tires, as I am doing the math with all that practice. But we talked about how this kicks off the short track season in a car we might commonly put on a short track the Arkham Nard series actually kicked off their season at the high banks of Daytona earlier last or at the tail end of last week uh, a lot of eyes on Haley Deegan for her super speedway debut she paced those practice charts turned a lot of heads getting that second place runner-up finish but it was Michael Self who ended up where he wanted to on top of the board after just coming short of that championship in 2019. So it was a really cool story to follow. Um, there were more cars that ended the Arca race than the Bush Clash. That's something we can be proud of for our short trackers out there. Absolutely. Great run for Michael Self. Like you mentioned, just uh, coming up short 
a year ago in the run for the championship, able to kick off the season in victory lane at Daytona International Speedway. Haley Deegan, as you mentioned, uh, a good second-place run. Didn't make a move and attempt to make that pass on the final lap coming off of turn number four and said she really didn't feel the need to. The goal was to finish third to fifth. She didn't want to jeopardize her car, jeopardize her good run, and uh, she, she was very happy with a second-place run. Overall, a great event, as heard here on the Motor Racing Network. I thought Thad Moffitt turned a lot of heads, had some practice uh, or some qualifying issues on Saturday morning, had to start the event at the back of the field, quickly made his way up to the front and finished in the top five as well. So great race, uh, 34 cars strong, I believe. And you're right, more of those cars finished than finished the Bush Clash on Sunday afternoon. And for the ARCA East race, their ARCA East series, they kicked their season off on Monday night. We talked about it a little bit uh, at New Smyrna Speedway. A lot of new names to the ARCA series, um, just all across the board. Um, and a really unfamiliar name to anyone that doesn't follow short track racing in the Northeast, Derek Griffith, uh, made his debut, captured the pole with Chad Bryant Racing, and to me was really one of the stories of the evening. Had never really sat in the car. The deal came up together late. We'll talk to Derek a little bit later in the show about that, but came home. Second place finish, nothing to be ashamed of there. But our 2019 champion, Sam Mayer, the youngster, picked up right where he left off and carried that momentum into victory lane. Yeah, Hannah, there was so much new here on on Monday night to kick off the racing season. Uh, a new name for the series, new drivers. You mentioned Derek Griffith finishing in the second spot. Put on a show late in the uh, in the going. Had to recover from a, a late race penalty. Came up a car length short to Sam Mayer, who was able to pick up the win for GMS Racing. Last year's champion picks up right where he left off in victory lane. His first win here at New Smyrna Speedway. I have to say, uh, before we talk about the race more, and before we talk to Sam and Derek here in a little bit, the crowd on Monday night here at New Smyrna Speedway, the biggest crowd I've ever seen at this racetrack. They were parked on the road about a half mile away trying to get in and out of this property. So a fantastic crowd. Uh, kudos to the entire NASCAR industry for really coming together, putting on a great event on Monday night here at New Smyrna. And I think that's a lot of insight into what we expect to see throughout the season. Um, with all the new that's come to the ARCA series, I mean, new pit procedures, like you said, there's a lot of new names and a lot of new exciting things to talk about. So uh, we're going to take a break here. When we get back, we will dial up the winner from Monday night's ARCA East race, Sam Mayer, and talk to him about getting back into victory lane. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The ARCA East kicked their season off this past week on Monday night, and the reigning champion, the youngster of Sam Mayer, found his way into victory lane for the first win of the season. He joins us now on the guest line. Sam, first off, congratulations on your win Monday night at New Smyrna Speedway, and thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Yeah, absolutely. It was a fun night of racing. It was uh, really competitive, and hopefully we can do, uh, do what we're doing. And you picked up right where you left off. Do you feel like you carried some of that momentum from that championship into this first race, just confidence to be able to, I mean, execute and start the season off with a win? 
yeah, I mean, it definitely gave me the drive to defend my championship, which uh, I rightfully earned, and uh, I want to earn this next one, too. Uh, Let a bunch of laps. This I'm going to do and to go out, and uh, we ended up on top with pit strategy. You did. Uh, pit strategy there in the second half of the event. Led some laps uh, late in the race, including the final 13. Bring us through some of those battles with uh, first Ty Gibbs and then uh, Derek Griffith closing in on you there, those final few laps. Yeah, it was, the ending was insane. Um, just all the pressure that all the other drivers had with that red flag with, like, what, like 25, 30 to go. Uh, definitely was putting the pressure on me to continue what we had to do. And, uh, I worked really hard during the off season just to get cold water going through my veins and trying to let nothing get to me. And uh, definitely, definitely worked out because um, – we ended up with the win and the two car. He was, he was fast. I think this is the first time in a while where I could say that we didn't actually have the fastest car out on the racetrack. Uh, but I mean, that's what a driver's supposed to do: is take a second best car, third best car, and uh, give it to victory lane. And like we always say, it's the last lap that matters the most, and you put your car in that position. But um, you mentioned the two car there, and you know the battle with Ty Gibbs. There's a lot of new names in the ARCA East, um, new teams. Uh, a lot of drivers that weren't consistent last year. You are one of the few, being extremely young, that is a now regular name in this series, coming back for a second full-time year. Would you say that you have an advantage being back with the same team, um, you know, and essentially having more experience, even though you're younger than a lot of these other drivers? Yeah, I mean, like I think it was like 18 of the 23 cars were all rookies, so... Uh, it's definitely a lot of new drivers, new faces to uh, get used to racing and uh, a lot of new drivers to learn how they race and what they do on the racetrack. So it's definitely going to be a fun first couple of races, just trying to figure everyone out. And honestly, I thought there was going to be a lot of wrecks because last year when there was 10 rookies or whatever, there was cautions every other 10, every 10 laps. So uh, I'm glad it was, it went green flag most of the time. And um, it was a lot of fun getting these long green flag runs and trying to, to save your tires a lot because you only get one extra set of tires besides the ones you start on. So uh, it's definitely uh, definitely quite the race with uh, all the competition in the top five. Four caution flags slowed the event and not a lot of incidents, but there was one major one. That wow moment uh, happened with 25 to go. You referenced the red flag a little bit ago when Tanner Gray got up and into the outside wall and ultimately uh, damaged the outside catch fence. What's the conversation like as you sit there under the red with your crew chief, Marty Lindley, preparing for that final 20, what turned out to be about a 23-lap shootout? Yeah, um, pretty much what he said is this is all you. Run 23 hard qualifying laps, and they won't be able to get to you. Honestly, I thought the 18 was going to be the one that was going to be on my back bumper the whole time. And uh, turns out, he, I guess he just burned his tires up trying to get to me uh, before the red flag came out. And he ended up falling off pretty good, and the two came out of nowhere. Uh, like, under caution, I was thinking of all the circumstances that could have happened, and one of them was the two car getting to me and putting the bumper to me and what I would do in that situation. So, uh, good thing he wasn't able to quite get to me. Uh, he, it kind of seemed like when he got within two, three car lengths of me, he kind of slowed down, and his tires kind of got hot again, and it, he wasn't able to get to me again. So, uh, it, was, it definitely was a storybook ending to that race for sure. Now, I have to ask here, you did a lot of growing throughout 2019, uh, 
grew as a driver, and obviously that led to that championship. What is the biggest thing that you're taking away from last season that you plan on implementing this year, you know, to help you try and defend uh, back-to-back championships? Well, last year I was probably the worst restarter and starter in the entire ARCA and K&N series. So uh, one thing that I worked on a lot over the course of the offseason was my restarts. And I proved that I was working really hard and my restarts were really good uh, this time. Let's go around. And uh, I was actually able to beat Ty on one of them. And the other one I was able to maintain and uh, keep the lead and with 20 to go, we were setting sail and just trying to run a bunch of qualifying laps. What was your comfort level uh, coming here to New Smyrna this year, and now you're the the champion of the series versus last year? Uh, just kind of the mentality of of the whole day, and then ultimately the whole race. I mean, there have, had to have been a lot more confidence this year, a lot more comfortability of of just being at the racetrack as the defending champion, now a full year under your belt. Yeah, I mean, last year I would I would say that New Smyrna was one of my worst races of the year. Uh, we weren't that fast. We weren't the best car. And uh, I just, I was struggling as a driver. But in this year, I have to say it it might not be my best race, but it also will be my best race because I had to work really, really hard and dig deep and find that extra couple of uh, tenths to keep the lead over the two car. So it's definitely going to be one to like compared to in the future in 2020. And we are looking forward to it again. I know we had you on the show a couple of times last year talking about your success, and I have a feeling we will talk to you a lot more this season. So, again, Sam, congratulations on your win on Monday, and uh, best of luck. We look forward to seeing you at the track this season. Thank you very much. That was Sam Mayer, winner on Monday night in the ARCA E-Series. But another driver that we've talked a lot about in the opening segment as well as with Sam is that number two car of Derek Griffith made his debut and turned a lot of heads. We'll have him here on the guest line when we return on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. And welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We've got Derek Griffith up on the guest line who turned some heads in Monday night's ARCA East race, making his debut in the in the series. First off, Derek, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast. We know you and Kyle are about 150 yards away from each other. You're in the infield. Kyle is in the uh, stands. You guys could wave at each other right now. <laughs> yeah, if I go to the end of the trailer, I'll... Uh... I'll be sure to check it out for him. Yeah, we'll keep you in the trailer so we can hear you just for a few minutes for this interview. But first off, congratulations on that great run there. Uh, I know this was a last-minute deal with Chad Bryant Racing to get behind the wheel of an ARCA car for your debut. How did this all come together, and it was so last-minute? Honestly, it's like a very crazy story. It's, it was uh, super last-minute. I uh part of the Kilwickie Driver Development Program, and I sat with Chad Bryant and Paul Andrews uh, at our table for the, uh, the banquet this year. And, you know, we kind of talked a little bit, and, um, you know, they asked a couple questions, and, you know, I thought nothing of it. 
And then, uh, you know, sure enough, a, a couple weeks later, uh, you know, they were calling me or, you know, calling some of the crew members and to ask more questions like, hey, you know, you want to maybe test at New Smyrna? And uh, the deal never, like, manifested. Um, so we kind of just, you know, moved, not moved on, but, you know, we just kept our uh, sights on the super deal. And uh, we saw him in Daytona last Wednesday and, uh, like, Right then and there, we were just figured it out. It was like the craziest thing. He, the car wasn't down here. The car wasn't ready. I didn't. I don't have a, you know any sort of licensing with our car or anything like that yet. Thursday, uh, Samarna with the super. So I had to spend all morning going out and you know getting all my tests done and my physical to you know be uh, cleared to run with Arca. So it was a pretty crazy last minute deal. Let's talk about the race on, on Monday night, uh, 150, 175 laps. You won the pole. You were fast in practice uh, most of the day, and you were good in the, the test session the day before. So, um, and, and obviously, you mentioned the super late model as well, which we'll talk about in a moment. But I want to know about the penalty. Uh, what goes through your mind? You had to have been about as frustrated maybe as you have ever been running up there toward the front of the field and then getting that penalty for, uh, I guess, entering the pace, the uh, the pit area too soon and passing the safety truck? Yeah, you know what? It is just one of those things where uh, we, uh, I, I don't run with you know, NASCAR too, too often. Um, I saw that pit road was open and they uh, holler on the radio to get in there as soon as possible. And I, uh, I waited and waited and said, hurry, 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 hurry. So, you know, I hurried my way in and I uh, just, you know, one of those things where, I really should have just been a little bit more on, on the ball with uh, paying attention to that driver's speed and everything. Um, but, you know, it was, it was definitely frustrating because uh, I, was, I was behind the truck and I was waiting and I kind of got hustled in. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that it's just, you know, a, a bummer deal, but it's not, uh, you know, uh, by any means, it doesn't really take away too, too much from the weekend. I really think we probably would have won the race or had a better chance to win the race if it didn't happen or if we, you know, hit it at a different time. But, um, you know, I, I, I really think if there wasn't a mandatory caution, I probably could have raced that whole race on the same set of tires and, and you know, possibly won. But um, it's uh, one of those things. I, I was definitely a little frustrated in the car, but after all said and done, I mean, I can't complain. I the first time even seeing that car was Sunday morning dominant car and come home p2 is uh is definitely not a bad deal for us by any means and i want to touch on something that you just mentioned there you'd said that you had you not had that mandatory caution you feel like that you that would have put yourself in the dominant position now that's something that as a super racer i feel like we learn to manage tires in these long races you're not given the opportunity to pit unless something goes wrong and that became a twitter conversation that i was involved in um throughout the evening of how your super late model background for people who don't know you, you've had a lot of success up in the Northeast um, in the super late model scene, as well as down South here. Do you feel like the time that you have spent in super late model racing or late model racing prepared you to have, you know, relatively instant success in the Arca series? Uh, no doubt. It had some, you know, role in, in the, the success there. Uh, it's so important to, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta let the car do the work, and uh, you can't you can't overwork it. And it seemed like those things were, you know, that's like it shows a lot on in those uh, Arca cars. They're heavy. They got big brakes, and you know, they um, seems like they can get a lot of heat in those tires and the brakes like very very easily. 
And uh, I knew uh, when I was out front riding for a bit, um, you know, they came over the radio and said, oh, pop, you know, four or five cars behind you are all blown rotors trying to catch you. And I knew that's when we, we were in really good shape. Um, I wanted to maintain that, like, at least six-car distance on uh, the rest of the field. And, um, I mean, I don't know, it seemed like a, a few-dog battle. And uh, we were we were definitely – we definitely had the best car and everything, like I said. But, you know, as far as, like you said, I mean, we run the Oxford 250, 250 laps, and, you know, you get more tire change, but 250 laps. So it's a, it's a pretty big deal. And maybe like Pensacola for the Derby and all that, it, it teaches you so much about tire management and car management and how important it really is. I can't tell you how many races I've won just because I was a little bit better on managing my stuff than the rest of the field. And it's like – I. I can't express how important that is. You know, that, that, was, that was a big learning curve for me to learn and finally came to a point where, you know, I got a little bit more comfortable with doing that. And, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you're in a race, so it's hard to let someone go, you know. You want to you get out there, you want to pass them, you want to win, you want to do it, you know, and you want to do it from lap one, but, you know, it's hard to, as a racer to, to sit there and watch someone drive off from you and not, you know, knowing you have a car to catch them and you just don't, but it definitely helps. Some may know you from uh, the Northeast, uh, the Granite State Pro Stock Series, the, the Pro All-Star Series, a super late model type of car that runs up in New England. Uh, for This is the first time that we've had you here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. So for those that may not know the name, Derek Griffith, kind of give us a, a bit of a background, including some of that uh, Granite State Pro Stock racing that you do up in the Northeast. Yeah, I mean, it's my uh, my whole entire um, life has kind of revolved to some sort of racing at some point or another. My dad raced when I was a little kid, and, uh, you know, nothing crazy. And um, then when I was 12 years old, we bought a little uh, enduro-style race car and raced at Hudson Speedway and uh, learned a lot. And we kind of moved up the next year to a mini stock and moved up the next year to, like, a late-model-style deal. And then um, I got lucky enough to get a hold of Louis Michelides, or he got a hold of us and said, hey, let's drive that, um, that you know, we got a hold pro stock or super late model uh that we got laying around let's let's try to get this thing going and uh, you know i ran a season with them it was the grand state pro stock series uh you know it took me a couple of years to kind of get going with them we won some races like at Oktoberfest at lee and uh bounced around everywhere um and, and had some really strong runs just you know we didn't get those that monkey off the back where you start winning races and, and doing you know really good i was just doing okay um and then we got that uh we got four wins in 2015 with the grand state pro stock series um, at Claremont, at uh, White Mountain, Star, and Hudson. So um, that was a really good year for us. Uh, 16, we moved, t- took the move to pass, um, you know, started bouncing around there. Uh, 2018, we were the past uh, national champion. Uh, so we ran a national deal uh, all the way south as far as uh, Dillon Motor Speedway to as north as uh, Spud Speedway in uh, Caribou, Maine. So um, pretty cool deal to, to be running all over the East Coast. And, um, now we've kind of, you know, been doing a little bit, uh, doing a little bit of traveling and kind of getting my feet wet and tracks I'm not real comfortable with. And, uh, you know, we finally got a win here at New Smyrna last year at the Orange Blossom 100. And uh, we've had a pretty good showing so far this week. And um, I'm hoping to finally get a win here. I've been bridesmaid three times now. So I, uh, I'm, ready, I'm ready for one for sure, I hope. And now I have to ask you, is Caribou, Maine, the racetrack that you told me has a potato field in the middle? Yep, the name of the racetrack is Spud Speedway, and it's, it's so I'm in New Hampshire. Maine is obviously the town, I mean, the uh, state next to me, and um, they, it is seven and a half hours one way 
to go to Caribou, Maine. It's the most northeast part of the country that you can go. So it's all potato fields all around. It's a really, really funny deal. Yeah, boy, you're talking to a girl that grew up in Idaho, potato country, where we were doing eight and a half, nine hours, one direction to a racetrack, too. So I feel you. But, um, Derek, we'll let you get back to it. I know that you're getting ready to climb behind the wheel of your super again. We hope you get that, you know, one position that you've been looking for all week um, and get that win. But, again, congratulations on a great run. We really hope something pans out for you. We'd love to see you back behind the wheel of an ARCA car. Awesome. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thanks for being, uh, you know, calling me and uh, allowing me to be on everything. Hopefully we can make a deal work for that ARCA deal. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Awesome. Well, best of luck, um, and we will definitely talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. That was Derek Griffith, uh, your second-place runner-up at or in the ARCA East race on Monday. But when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we've got your Wheel and Engineering Track Spotlight of the week as well as recapping all of the action from New Smyrna Speedway. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Both our guests that we've had on today were at New Smyrna Speedway all week long racing, and there have been a lot of other drivers racing there. But we talked about it. We introduced it to you last week. Whelan Engineering back on board with us for the 2020 season, and they are providing the opportunity to spotlight one of NASCAR's home tracks each and every week. And we found it. What better way than to spotlight New Smyrna Speedway, where so much history continues to be made. And Kyle, you are there. I've been there. It's an amazing facility, and uh, what a great place to go racing for seven nights. Eight nights. Nine Kyle, nights. Uh, Kyle- Nine nights, ten nights, kind of a good week to uh, have uh, New Smyrna Speedway as our wheeling track of the week. It opened here in 1967 as a dirt track, paved six months later to host the World Series of Stock Car Racing in 1968. That's how long this event has been happening. It hosts the NASCAR Wheeling All-American Series from, mid, uh, from March all the way to mid-November. But really, it doesn't shut down if you factor in some of the big off-season races like the Red Eye 100, the Orange Blossom 100, and this, the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing, also the Clyde Hart Memorial 100. Uh, it was the opening event for the ARCA East Series, the first-ever ARCA East event here under the ARCA banner. Guys like Jeff Bodine, Ryan Newman have won the World Series of Asphalt Championships. They've also gone on to win the Daytona 500. And a really cool feature in the infield here at New Smyrna Speedway, a smaller track known as Little New Smyrna Speedway, which hosts quarter midgets here on Friday night, grooming the youngsters to prepare them for NASCAR Wheelin' All-American Series competition in the future. Overall, a great place, a ton of divisions here this week, and uh, always a, a great opportunity to come here to New Smyrna Speedway and be a part of the action. And it's just a quick jot down the street from Daytona International Speedway. So if you ever get down there to watch anything on the high banks, be sure to get down there and check out New Smyrna and support your local short trackers. But 
Speaking of that, we've talked about all the action. We've talked to two of the drivers there. Kyle, there's a lot of other drivers that have seen Victory Lane in pro late models, in super late models, modifieds. We've seen some new winners like Sammy Smith in the KBM car, the newest driver to the Kyle Busch Motorsports uh, stable in the super late model. And Gio Selzy, a name we saw in the K- or the Arca East, who has minimal asphalt experience, got a win, but I believe it was by default. Yeah, that was the uh, see, Sunday night pro late model feature event we had. Much like the uh, the Bush Clash in Daytona, 18 cars started, three, count them, three finished. And the top two had contact in turn three on the last lap. Um, Connor Mossack got disqualified. David Weaver finished in the second spot after getting turned. Gio Selzy ended up picking the win in the pro late model race. Uh, on Saturday night, it was Jeff Nolan picking up the race win. On Friday night, Nicholas Noggle picked up the race win over Connor Mosack to uh, take the checkered flag there in the pro late models. Super late models, they've been busy as well. In fact, those are the Florida modifieds behind me. Uh, Brad May, the track champion here, picked up uh, the race win on Sunday night. Uh, Jesse Love, who was also in the ARCA East race, won on Saturday night. And you mentioned Sammy Smith a moment ago, picking up the race win for Kyle Busch Motorsports on the opening night of competition on Friday. And a great field of tour-type modifieds here at New Smyrna Speedway. Over 30 cars checked into the property on Monday night. Anthony Nosella held off Matt Hirschman in a thrilling last 15 laps of a race that only saw one caution flag on Monday night. 50 laps, and uh, Anthony Nocello led them all, but it wasn't easy. Hirschman was there, Patrick Emmerling, some guy named Ryan Priest, and Craig Lutz rounded out the top five. So stellar fields, little rocky, though, for the pro late models and even the super late models on that opening Friday night. And as we record this, it is a Tuesday afternoon, so still a handful of nights of racing at New Smyrna Speedway, so be sure to get out there. Check those out. Lots of names racing now that you will recognize a couple years down the road as they continue to make their way up the ranks. And speaking of which, Kyle, you have a weekend full of racing yourself, but not at New Smyrna Speedway. You'll be hanging out at the big track. Yeah, we'll be at the World Center of Racing, Daytona International Speedway. You mentioned we're recording this on Tuesday because... On Wednesday, when this show normally airs, we'll be in the middle of media day where we'll be talking to all the starters and a lot of the drivers, a couple of other drivers trying to make the starting lineup for the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Qualifying races on Thursday night. We have the trucks, uh, the Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series on Friday night, the NASCAR Xfinity Series on Saturday, and the Daytona 500 on Sunday afternoon. So a busy week here on the Motor Racing Network. So check us out, MRN.com and, and Motor Racing Network stations across the country. And if you want to watch the racing from New Smyrna, don't forget about the, uh, the NBC uh, online gold package that you can subscribe to and see most of the ARCA races east and west this year, along with the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour and all the action from World Series here at New Smyrna for the rest of the week. Well, lots of racing still to happen. I know I'll be watching it on Track Pass on my phone as well. Kyle, have fun down in Daytona on the high banks. I'll be listening online to MRN. And uh, hard to say, or crazy to say that just in a couple, couple days we'll be recording another episode of nascar coast to coast with a lot to talk about from new smyrna speedway so that being said we look forward to doing it again next week kyle have fun in daytona i'm hannah newhouse he's kyle ricky for producing alexa henry and brian yesowick we will see you guys next week here on nascar coast to coast on the motor nascar coast to coast has been brought to you by whelan and by hercules tires NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on MRN.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. 
NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.